How is it going, amazing people? I hope you're doing very, very well. And guess who's back? The third episode of The Dinner Convo. Yes, maybe not the podcast that you wanted to watch, but you will need to watch this because we've got two amazing guests here. And I realize I'm talking really, really loudly. So let's just get to Ado because I'm, I'm very hyper, guys. I, I have to control myself. All right, Ado, please take it over. I'll just start screaming. Please take it over. Okay. In case you guys missed our last two episodes, we have attached a playlist down for you guys to watch. You guys should definitely check them out. We had some amazing guests like Mark Wins, David Hoffman, Maddox, and Decoy. We had a ton of fun with them. We got to learn a lot from them. I am definitely sure you guys would love it. Would we go to fight them? Guys, if you have any suggestions on how to improve our podcast, please write it down in the comment section below. And smash the like button and subscribe to our channel to show some love and support. And now, without further ado, let's introduce our guests. Bro, I don't know how far Dean can contain his emotions during this moment because I'm literally going crazy. I mean, I, I don't know how to control my emotions now. Arden, good job, Mike. That's, that's really good. So, yeah, I'll try my best to control myself. And let's just get on with our first guest. He is joining us all the way from Springfield, Missouri. He's a competitive eater uh, with over, uh, I mean, competitive eater. You see how exciting that sounds. I mean, I mean you should watch his videos on YouTube. His name is Randy Santo. He has over 800 plus wins, and he eats this massively, uh, massive and unrealistic uh, food, you know, like uh, huge pizzas and burgers, you know, the food that you can only dream of. And he, he had managed to finish them in less than 30 minutes, less than 15 minutes. I mean, he's, this guy's a beast. He's, he's awesome, in one word, if I had to say. So as I said, joining us all the way from Springfield, Missouri, Randy Santel. Randy, can we have you, man? Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're great. We're, we're great. good. How we're are you? Good to be on the show. This will be fun. Yes, we're thank you, man. Uh, we're glad. We're glad to have you. Yes, and uh, I, I have okay, to okay. control now, my emotions a um, bit, so I'll let my friend Sean take over and introduce the other okay, guests. Okay, so um, this person that I'm going to introduce right now, he's a traveler, and right off the bat, he's a very great inspiration, just because he's doing something that he's passionate about, right? So um, let's introduce Leonard. Eric, can we have you? What's up, everybody? Hey, hey what's, what's up? up? Hey, yes. I love the energy. I love the energy this morning. It's yes. morning for me, but evening for you guys. Great to be here. And uh, yeah, happy to chat. Awesome. awesome. Uh, we are glad to have you. It's awesome when the guests have like a parallel level of energy as us. It's, We're gonna, it's gonna be tough. You got, you, you're bringing the energy. Very exciting. Gareth, I did just subscribe. Yes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank oh, you. I gotta do Congratulations, Gary. You have a new subscriber. <laughs> it's a big day. This, right. this conversation's already worth it. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> and that's you from a channel that has over a million subscribers. Well, so. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to be watching food challenge videos the rest of the day. Trust hey, me, I that appreciate it. So worth it. <laughs> Great job. Okay. So, Randy, we'll start with you. Um, you travel around the world. You eat fantastic food and you do food challenges. Like, uh, if somebody comes up to you and asks you, what do you do? How do you explain your occupation to them? I usually just go with the fact that I'm a professional eater. I don't often go with competitive eating because I don't do that many eating contests. Like some okay. people watch the hot dog contest that Joey Chestnut wins usually on the 4th of July. I don't really do too much against other people. Most of what I do is like man versus food, where like tonight, uh, actually in a couple hours, I'll be doing a food challenge nearby me in Springfield where I'll have to eat. It's kind of uh, a combination of a big burger and a Reuben sandwich 
with a whole bunch of tater tots. Oh. But, um, but yeah, I just kind of just say I'm a professional eater. And then they usually ask, and then I'll just give a couple details. Of, I kind of, now that I've done over 839 food challenges in all 50 states and then 37 countries, most of the people that I talk to, uh, even the ones not near me or local, I can usually somehow relate to them by telling them about a restaurant that I went to near them. So that always helps too. Well, I mean, that's, wow. that's great. So let's go to Gareth. Wait, wait, I, wanna, I have a follow-up question on that, if I can. Can I, my yeah, 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 sure, sure. 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 Uh, sure. What, do you do, what do you do to prepare yourself for these, these challenges during the day? Like, are you not eating all day, or do you eat and then, and then just act as a normal day? I just, had, uh, I just had about a cup of yogurt and some blueberries and strawberries just for a light breakfast, but I won't eat anything other than until 5 o'clock tonight. <laughs> it's 10.36 now, so yeah, I've got, uh, I'll be fine. I'll have some coffee and water in between, but what I do to train now is a lot different than what I used to do. Uh, it's kind of like riding a bike after you do it for so long. Uh, years ago, when I was first training, I would eat like 12 or 13 pounds of watermelon because it was very high in volume, but lower in calories oh, and okay. easier to eat pretty quick. So it would, uh, the volume of it would expand my stomach. But now this is only about a six pound challenge that I'll be doing tonight. So I can, I can kind of eat that uh, without too much training. So I had a big meal two nights ago, so that should hold me over and I'll be fine today. Amazing. Oh, amazing. Okay, so let's head back to Gareth. Gareth, you have been traveling for like 10 years. Yes, yeah, 11 years. It'll be 12 years in October. So which parts of the world have you traveled to? I spent my first five years traveling in Latin America. So I spent an, a year in Argentina, a year in Brazil, six months Colombia, six months Bolivia, uh, four months Guatemala. So that was my first five years because I really wanted to learn Spanish and I fell in love with the Latin culture. And then after that, I branched out to, to other parts of the world. I spent a summer and living in Istanbul, uh, Nepal, uh, Bhutan, uh, spent about four months in Japan, four months in Australia. So I haven't been to uh, many countries, like a lot of my peers, you know, they'll tell you, I've been to 100 countries and, you know, I've been to all these different places and I really haven't. I pick the places that I'm really interested in and I go and stay there for a long period of time to really immerse myself in the place. And I've been very fortunate to go and live and, and be amongst places where I can't tell you what it's like at a hundred different tourist sites around the world, but I can tell you the best backstreet ramen to get in Tokyo. And I can tell you the secret little hiding spots in, in Rio de Janeiro where you can get a good drink and things like that. So I really value my time in one place. So I've only, I mean, this is, it's weird to say, but I've maybe only been to 40 or 45 countries as a professional traveler. That's, that's not the, you know, the best number. People always say, oh my gosh, how many countries? And, you know, most of my peers will say 100 or 150, or you have some people that are going to every country. Um, but I, yeah, I really try to stay in a few places for a longer period of time. Uh, right. So Garrett, you said that when you were living in South America or there, you fell in love with the Latin culture. What was there that you loved so much about the Latin culture? The the passion that the people have is, is undeniable. I mean, they have this energy and this stimulation with it's the food, the music, the family, all of these things boiled into one. And, and you're a little bit, you're excited because things 
aren't always really safe and you're also excited because there's beautiful people walking by everywhere. You're also excited because there's always a good smell in the air and there's music playing and all of a sudden, a, a, you know, a restaurant can break out into a, a dance hall in the middle of, middle of dinner. So it's just this energy that, that Latin America has that I was immediately attracted to. And not only that, they're just, they're very beautiful people. So that helps when I was a 25 year old single going through uh, South America. (laughs) We were in downtown uh, Athens, Greece. Uh, Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) On a Saturday. It was just crazy. It was beautiful, for sure. I, I, I hear you there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it is i mean there's so many places right the istanbul has beautiful people and there's so many places with beautiful people around the world that i can i can relate and 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 think of right offhand but just yeah being in that like randy said being in a city environment and I, i'm from a town with six thousand people i mean i wasn't supposed to go overseas i wasn't supposed to be you know outside of my little bubble of my small town and then the city i was a suburb of that city so being amongst those, that energy of a city life, like, you know, Athens or, or Sao Paulo or something like that, it just gave me this incredible new perspective that was so foreign to anything that I'd ever known. Yeah, a lot of my friends don't even have passports. The so, same. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, it's a, I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing. I don't, I don't have any friends that are in the hundreds of countries. Uh, I've got one friend that's been to all seven <laughs> continents, uh, which going to Antarctica would be cool. But yeah, most of my friends haven't even been to that many states. Yeah, it's very interesting here in in the U.S. and and it's not built into our culture, and that's what we're trying to do. Is yeah, none of my friends either. It's the only people that have been to all these places are are other travel videographers and bloggers and things like that that have traveled. But yeah, my real life friends, I guess you'd call them, you know, guys I went to high school or college with, same. They, they no passport or or no real desire to go out and see the world because of lack of knowledge. Really agreed. Yeah, there's no desire. Yeah. So they're just content, and yeah, you can't feel bad or anything like that for them. They enjoy everything they do, and they yeah. just get a kick out of the photos that I post and stuff like that. They just ask a few questions, mm-hmm. but other than that, I mean, a lot of, I mean, especially now that I'm 34, all my uh, friends have families and stuff. So it's a lot harder to travel when you got two little, uh, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And I had to pull back as well. And I, I'm sure you're this way. When I would go back home, I would, at first when I came home, I would tell all the stories and I would say, you know, I was here and I did all this. And, you know, after a few trips, my friends just looked at me and said, we get it. You're traveling. We don't need to hear all this stuff. We don't need to hear yes. all your travels. Like, get over it. You're they act like you're flexing not. on them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you got to be careful when you're, you have this opportunity to travel as well. And, and, and at the beginning, you're so excited that you want to share these stories with the people that you love. But after a while, your friend, I'm, my friends especially, they'll just say, all right, we get it. You're traveling. You don't have to show off. You don't have to. But then they're, they're, they're the first to say, hey, look at this new truck I got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been to just, just a few countries, so, um, uh, but, you know. Um, like, let me ask one question to Randy. Um, so, um, like, what inspired you to, like, be a pro eater? Like, did, it, did you have that vision and vision that, okay, I'm going to be an, um, a pro eater when I, you know, grow up or something like that? 
Uh, definitely not. No, it was more of the, it just kind of happened. Uh, and with competitive eaters, professional eaters, whatever you want to call them, a lot of the people that actually got started, it was all from a dare. So a lot of people, their sister said, hey, oh, you can't eat that or whatever. And then it goes, <laughs> goes from there or, or they'll be at a bar and they'll see it on a menu of a food challenge and somebody will be like, you can't eat that. But yeah, I can. And then they end up just doing it. And so uh, I always just wanted to be a professional eater doing food challenges because nobody else was doing the food challenges at the time. There were, there were competitive eaters wanting to do eating contests and they would just use the food challenges as a way to train and get ready for the eating contest. There was nobody doing, I guess, kind of similar to man versus food, focusing only on the food challenges themselves. So I always knew that since food challenges would be my niche, which it is because I own the website foodchallenges.com and run that now. So I knew just everything as long as I kept on going. And that's one of the things with social media is it's not good to be good at a bunch of things. It's better to be great at just a, a few things and have your own little niche. Uh, and that's what helps me with all the food challenges. People that check out the Randy Santel content, they know they're getting food challenges. And it's unfortunate. Uh, one of our subscribers actually works in Chernobyl, the site of the big uh, nuclear power plant explosion years ago. I got to go tour that and stuff. Uh, and I was all happy. I brought my buddy to, to kind of vlog and do videos about it and those are like the worst performing videos on our channel so i mean everybody gets on there for food i guess all right yeah fantastic and how, how will you how will you transition that do you have a plan to slowly leak in the the dietitian and the and the the food stuff the the more food focused content yeah yeah a lot of people ask for nutrition and fitness related stuff that's a lot different than showing off traveling um, yeah, I guess that's a bit too far to, to get away from. But um, yeah, I just this year, I took three months off and I, I kind of vlogged my progress, where I talked about how I was doing and then also talked about something that I was doing along the way. So nice. that's one thing is Americans, uh, and even uh, UK, Australia, everybody has questions about nutrition and stuff. So no, yeah, there. And then two, it's not just going to be one day where I wake up and tell people, hey, I'm done. It's time for only nutrition stuff. I'll have to, to pull everybody along the way and, yeah. and kind of just make it a, a long transition. So I'll have to do a 1200 hour internship that'll take about seven to nine months. And so I, the transition will really start when all that begins, which will be right. August, 2021. All right, fantastic. Gareth, mate, you should be a host along with us. You, you are very good at this. I mean, do you host? Oh, I just, I, I mean, it, the, a good host, always comes from the idea of you actually care, right? You really want to hear what they yeah. have to say and you're interested yourself. I just, yeah. I'm finishing up a big course about traveling deeper and teaching people how to travel deeper. And, and the last section is a whole module about hearing stories, people's origin stories of, of how they got started in traveling and things like that. So for me, it just stems exactly. from the idea of I'm, I'm truly interested in, you know, what people, and that uh, truly interested in people's stories. And I just think we don't hear enough. You hear about once someone's successful and oh, how you can be successful too. But very rarely do you get to hear the origin stories of where people, how people went from zero to one, right? You know, how people went, made that first trip or did that first competition, uh, the first challenge, right? How, how did you, how much money did you have in your bank account when you first booked that flight abroad? And that's something that people 
often ask me and I, I'm very interested in how other people got to that, that point as well, because you always see them when they're successful, right? You, you see them when they have a million subscribers, but what about when they had 12? What, what were they doing? What was your mindset? Because that's where the majority of people are, right? Well, a lot of times too is, is YouTubers don't really ever talk to each other. They just talk to their own community or else they yeah. talk to other YouTubers in their own space. True. Very true. So, no, I, I mean, I'm interested in finding out more about you too. So, no, this is, this, yeah. this is fun. Yeah, it this is real fun to have uh, Mark Weems. I mean, I, I haven't watched a ton of videos, but it would have been, it would have been cool to, to be on with him as well. Yeah, sure. In the future, we'll definitely post videos. His, 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 his channel, I think I knew about him when he was under a million. And now I just was oh. looking and he's over at six. So. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's killing it. Right above it. I got you. Okay. Well, yeah, it definitely looks good. It took me forever to figure it out. You know, all the YouTube <laughs> tutorials and everything. Like, because I'm I'm not the most tech savvy guy, so I I was watching so many YouTube videos to make it as simple as possible and yeah. still still effective. So yeah, it was um, a while, but yeah, thanks. And then I just sit myself in front of my my window here. So yeah, it no, it looks nice. Thank you. So I don't have to do all the the lighting and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, modern public is just the best. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're just going to go to, like, uh, Randy once again. You know, like, we know you all, like, we and probably the one million, like, at least the one million of your followers on Instagram, on Facebook, and on your subscribers on YouTube, they know you as the very uh, awesome and the guy who just chomps down on food without any worries. But we know that Randy Santel didn't, uh, had to go through a lot of challenges in his life and so went through a lot of hurdles in his life to get to that point. So if you could just take us through your journey and your struggles to become the successful person. Um, I would say, let's see, in 2013, I actually moved over to, uh, new, moved up to, what was it? Uh, Nebraska, Ohio, or no, ha, uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So I moved up for about what I thought was just going to be a little bit. Uh, I started... I knew that if I really wanted to make money uh, in construction, I was always salary. And so I always, I knew that salary people don't really make money, money. So I always knew that if I was going to actually make enough to, to fund all my upcoming stuff I wanted to do for the YouTube channel and all that in order to shift over, I had tried before and it had failed uh, a couple years prior, but I knew that I really wanted to make the shift over to just focusing on, all my full-time YouTube stuff, video stuff, traveling, going on bigger tours overseas and stuff like that. So I knew I needed to do a commission job, uh, probably in sales. So in 2013, I started as a roofing salesman, uh, almost pretty much becoming a storm chaser, we call them over here, where you chase after uh, storms that are have a bunch of hail. They ruin roofs and all that, so then you have to reconstruct the roofs. Uh, the roof. So I moved up to Omaha for what I just thought was going to be a little bit, and then it ended up being seven months where I was just, for the whole seven months, I was just dedicated to, to selling roofs and, and putting them back on, uh, project managing them and all that. And I ended up making, I think it was like 70000 something like that. And then I just basically took all that money and then just used it. Uh, my buddy Mitch and I, who was helping me with my video editing, uh, I don't know about you, Gareth, but I hate video editing. So I, I, have, I have two full-time editors that do all that for me. And so we did our first trip over to the UK. Uh, I think we went to the United Kingdom. Uh, I went to Ireland. We went to uh, Amsterdam of the Netherlands. 
We went to Paris, France, Lyon, France, and then uh, Belgium as well. But the, that trip got funded by all my roofing sales. And then uh, I had to spend quite a few uh, thousand on putting foodchallenges.com together. So then um, my original plan was to move home back to my mom and dad's for just uh, like three or four months. And then it ended up taking three years uh, in order to, to move out. And that's when I moved back to Springfield, Missouri to start school again, uh, to become a registered dietitian. But I would say it's just the, with a lot of uh, startup businesses, it's all about minimizing expenses. And so I, I minimize my expenses by living at home. And then um, uh, in order to go on one of the trips, I was already out of money. So I was just trying to minimize and, and use as little as I could. My mom and dad have a, a, a wedding fund for my sister and I. For, for whenever the, it comes time for either of us to get married. And neither of us still are getting married anytime soon. <laughs> I just went to them and I said, Mom, I need to borrow 4000 out of the out of the fund. I need to go on a big trip to the UK and Ireland and, and get some more videos for the channels. And, and if, I, if I don't get you the money, I guess I just won't have any uh, wedding fund and that'll be me. And they're like, yeah, no, go ahead. And I ended up taking that and we, uh, in 2015, and during that trip is when um, uh, Vice Media did a uh, what ended up turning into an 18-minute documentary on their YouTube channel. Uh, they posted that, which really boosted our YouTube channel and got it going and got it started. And then uh, everything just kind of went from there. Just all just the big thing is is once you get momentum, it's just trying to keep it going. And then, like they say, uh, I mean, a lot of people have said it. I don't know exactly whose quote it was originally, but. Uh, the more I work, the luckier I get. Wow, that's really... That was great to hear. But then in, in 2018, like I said, I think I said this earlier, uh, Facebook got monetized, and then everything just got a lot better from there because basically we got monetized all of our work, what we were already doing. We were posting the same videos on YouTube to Facebook and basically just being double monetized for the same amount of work, so that ended up being really good to help us out a lot as well. And now with the more money, we're able to travel to more places. And I'm going to be starting my dietetic internship in order to become a dietitian. Uh, that'll start in August of 2021. Next year, I'm wanting to do like a five month just world tour. And so actually I do, I, I haven't been to South America yet, but I want to, there's a big eater called Corbucci Eats in Brazil. I want to meet up with him and then do a couple other countries around there too. Uh, my big thing is, is I just lack the knowledge. I don't really know anything about uh, all of it down there. Um, in the United States, we're just taught that it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the women are beautiful, but crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've got to look more into that before I go there. Same with, uh, I'm going to be getting to South Africa as well. So I've got to learn more about that before I go there too. Have you been to Africa yet, Garrett? I'm not. No, not at all. That's, that was supposed to be this year. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I hear you. My buddy and I, my buddy used to live in Turkey for a little bit. So I know I've been wanting to go with him to there because I've heard great things about there. Great spot as well. Yeah. A good thing we have Gareth on the show. That way you can ask about South America. Absolutely. And get rid of all I mean, the stereotypes that people have. I'm not going to be able to salsa, but. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, we're, you're all, we're all in the same boat before you go, right? That's one of the big things that people need to understand is, 
I didn't have this deep knowledge of Latin America before I went. Randy won't have it before he'll go, but we'll, he goes and, and you go and you learn as you go along. I think that's one big thing to take away from this is that you don't have knowledge of these things before you start. And like Randy wasn't, he wasn't destined to be a, a food challenge uh, guy or even either of us weren't destined to be YouTubers or none of us come from uh, video editing backgrounds. We both hate video editing. Not many people know that about me either, but yeah, I, I'm actually working to get a full team of editors and, and videographers. I'd rather just go and travel and have conversations with interesting people around the world, but you work towards it. You work towards creating this lifestyle that you want based on the passions that you have. I mean, you guys don't know anything about podcasting and here you are making a podcast. That's the way it should be is, you know, so many people sit back and say, I can't go somewhere or I can't do something simply because they don't know. And they don't, and nobody realizes that nobody knows when you're starting out. Nobody knows what we're doing. Well, and sometimes the worst thing to do is listen and actually listen to people that, that want to voice their opinion, but have no idea what they're talking about. Absolutely. Like if you go over to the UK, I mean, or even Europe in general, I mean, it's pretty much just, I mean, I was told a couple, many times before I went over there that watch out, you, you're you probably going to get stabbed and robbed or, or else uh, in Europe, you're just going to get pickpocketed. Everybody's like, oh, watch out. You're going to get pickpocketed. I know a guy, somebody got pickpocketed, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and they just put all this fear into you so that you're scared before you even get off the plane. And then once you get off the plane and you're there and you're like, oh. This isn't like that. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot nicer here. Yeah, it's and it's always the people that have never been to a place that want to tell you about a place. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's never the people that say I've been there. It's bad. Very rarely will you see that. It's people that are projecting their own fears onto you to say, yeah, you know, buddies from from home that say, oh, if you go to South America, you're gonna die. Or if you go live in Colombia, you're gonna die. They actually told me that, and I'll never forget it. I lived, went and lived in Medellin, Colombia, and to this day, it's one of the greatest experiences of my life. And it was, I had zero issues for six months living there. And now all my friends back home said, oh, you're just going to die. Yeah. <laughs> you're still alive, so they were on. Knock on wood, yeah, I'm, I'm still going. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to go with the, to Gareth, the same question, Gareth. Um, you are a pretty big uh, YouTube travel vlogger now. You're pretty successful. We love your time. Before we got into this, I, I watched your video about, I know, on Iceland, where you filmed like oh. the Northern Lights. I, I haven't seen, I mean, I was searching for those Northern Lights so desperately so that I could find a video from a very reliable YouTuber. And then I saw it was there and I was like, oh, yes, I've been wanting to go to visit the Northern Lights to see yeah. the Northern Lights for a long period of time. I mean, hopefully one day, God willing, uh, I'll, invest, I'll earn enough money to go there. And thank you for that video. That was very helpful, though. Absolutely. And yeah, Garrett, if you could just talk to us, talk us through your life, you know, like when you started out, the struggles you faced, and how you became the man you are today. Sure. Yeah, I had a little, a little bit different of of a background than than travel. I actually had a online textbook marketplace, so I, we would buy and sell college textbooks from out of our dorm rooms when I was still in college. So myself and a couple of buddies, we realized that the, the college bookstore was ripping everybody off and Amazon was becoming pretty successful. 
So we would buy back students' books for cash in their dorm rooms, and we'd turn around and we'd sell them online. And we were building up this business. We opened up a store off campus, and we started buying and selling college textbooks. And then we graduated, and you know, fast forward the story, we had stores in New York and Utah and California. We were the third largest online textbook marketplace behind Amazon and half.com, which is owned by eBay. And we moved out to San Diego, actually where I'm back to now and looked for venture capitalists, looked for funding, looked for advisors and all this stuff. And then one day we, we all, the, the six of us that had, had built this business, we all sat on the beach one day and said, what are we doing? We don't love this business. This isn't something that we're committed to. We're passionate about, you know, buying and selling cheap college books to students and trying to get the lowest price. And there was so much uh, difficulty around this industry where there was international editions that were coming in. The bookstore was starting making custom editions, all these things that made it such a pain in the ass. And we were working so hard for things that we weren't passionate about. So I sat down and we said, we're going to try to sell this business. And it was time for me to go and start a new project. And I thought I can go and, and become a, you know, continue. I was the director of marketing. I said, I can continue this marketing life and, you know, be very comfortable or I could take a big leap and I can make this jump in my life and try something completely different that I've always dreamed of. And so the next day after we decided that myself and another guy were going to step away from this to try to sell the business, um, I sat at a coffee shop thinking about my life. And I, I went to lonelyplanet.com and I saw an article that said something like, take your kids to Buenos Aires. And I said, what, what's a Buenos Aires? <laughs> and I said, what is, this, what is this magical place? And uh, that afternoon, I bought a one-way ticket to Argentina. And I thought, I bought it for three months down the road, and I thought, I'll figure this out. And I'll take a big leap here. I've always wanted to you know, learn Spanish, always wanted to live abroad for a year. That's one of my big life goals. So I moved all my stuff back home to my mother's house in upstate New York. And I got myself ready. I packed my clothes. I looked a little bit online, but this is before travel blogs. This is before content. This is before anything. I started the site touristtotowny.com. The idea of going from not knowing anyone or anything to becoming us in the U.S. We call it townie, which is like a local, someone who knows everyone. Um, as different meetings around the world. That's why I'm now transitioning towards travel deeper. Because, you know, town, a townie in the U.K. is like a white trash. <laughs> like a <laughs> So I'm starting to transition the name a little bit um, to make it for a broader audience. But so I started that and then with $5,000 to my name, because I sold my old car and, and had some money in the bank, $5,000 to my name, I got on the flight and I arrived in Buenos Aires at 11 p.m. at night. I got to my hostel, I set my bags on the bed and I just said, shit. What did I just do? That was the dumbest decision of my life. I was alone in this room, white walls. It was just, I looked out the window and it's dark and there's people speaking this foreign language I don't understand. And I just thought I was the biggest idiot in the world. 
Like I just lip, I didn't know anybody there. I didn't know, you know, I had high school level Spanish, which was terrible. Like all I could ask in, in Spanish at that point was like, do you like blue? That's all I knew. <laughs> so I started really getting into it and, and the struggles were real every single day, you know, trying to have conversations with people when you don't speak the language. Uh, and my money was dwindling very quickly and everything and just constantly I'd go back to my hostel and I just think this is this is ridiculous I'm never gonna make anything of this I'm gonna go broke and I'm gonna fly home within a month with my tail between my legs back to my mother's house with nothing to show for it um, and so piece by piece you know I got a local roommates who, who helped me out so much then I got a local uh, from my local roommates, I met people who played basketball, which is my life's passion. I started playing basketball with guys. Then they introduced me to a place where I could get a bartending job. So then I started bartending. Then I got a local girlfriend. And slowly but surely, within the first few months, I started piecing together this community. And I started saying, okay, I'm starting to make some money. The, the I was writing all of this down on the blog before anybody was you know, it was just my mother reading it <laughs> and that was it. And so you just do it piece by piece. And so the struggles were real for the first, you know, I mean, to this day, I'm, you're still battling to try to improve. And I think that's the idea is people don't realize it's just a lot of hard work and you just put in and you constantly grind and you get through this. And then there's little plateaus, right? There's things like Randy was saying, like the vice, you know, documentary broke and that was a big jump for them. So you'll see these bumps along the way that will, you know, <clears throat> take you to these next levels. But then you just keep grinding because there'll be setbacks along the way as well. You know, you'll be, you're out of money in this place or you spend money too much on that or one month advertisers say, no, we're good. We don't, we don't need, you know, anything from you. There was, and, it, and that continues and continues as you travel and, and with anything like a startup, like Randy's saying, it's the same exact way, whether you're traveling with no matter what you're doing, it's a process and you just got to, if you're passionate about it and you truly care about it, you just keep going and you keep pressing. I mean, there was two years ago where, you know, all of this, everything is going great. Advertisers are coming in like crazy and, you know, brand deals and stuff like that. Two years ago in well, 2017, so I guess three years ago, there was a year where Every brand deal I would get seemingly at the last minute, they decide on going with someone else. Every one I got, it was probably four or five in the course of a year, probably 80, around $80,000. I'd say 75 to $80,000 in brand deals, three or four of them. And they'd all say, you know, we're going to go a different way. This person has more Instagram followers, or we're going to go in this way because he's a bigger YouTuber. And that was me with, you know, 150,000 on YouTube at that point, which is, is pretty good for, for travel, you know? Um, and so you'll have these setbacks. And then after that, if I didn't go and do that, I would have never went to Japan and filmed the series, which became one of my most popular series, you know? So everything happens and you just keep pushing if you really believe in it. So the struggles are real and it's just the people who are successful aren't the ones who know. It's the ones that will continue and will push through the setbacks and will persevere no matter what because they believe in it. It's also, wow. too, I think the, the biggest thing if you're really wanting to get social media going or travel or anything like that is just uh, 
no longer caring about stuff. So almost, almost minimalism in a sense. But I mean, even when you're trying to travel, I mean, the more you have, the rougher it's going to be. So yeah, um, I would say that because I know in 2015, I know my, uh, my car had like seven things wrong with it and I had no money to fix it. So I ended up just selling it and yeah. just didn't have one. And so I always laugh. Um, my apartment is only $405 a month that I'm in now. So even when I'm gone, it's like not a big deal because I'm just, yeah, yeah I saw that face. I'm sure, our, uh, Gareth, I'm sure our rent's probably a bit different. <laughs> but you know what? That is a, that's, I had that back in Rochester. Yeah, it's a, it's a little different now. I'm, I'm paying for the luxury of being in San Diego. But yeah. um, I, it definitely makes me second guess going and taking long trips because, you know, I'm paying all of this money out of here. But, yeah, that's, you're absolutely right. I mean, the ability to cut expenses if you're going to travel or if you're starting a business is huge. But then even uh, uh, when I moved here in 2016, uh, even it was still a four, 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 five a month back then. And uh, I had to have my mom co-sign my lease as a 30-year-old. Uh, and I was like, this place is four, $405. You need a co-signer? They're like, Randy, you're your return shows last year that you made $2,000 <laughs> after expenses. I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, you have a point there. And I, yeah. I, I knew that my mom would co-sign. So I wasn't worried about it. It's more of a thing to laugh about now. Um, but then the thing with social media is that one month might just go crazy. Uh, we yeah. had our Facebook page in 2018, uh, just go huge uh, for one whole month. And that, that paid off my entire college because I was, I was actually uh, getting student loans. I was maxing them out. And then I was using the money, the extra money that didn't go to tuition for my summer trips. So, yeah, no, it's just like Gareth said, if you really believe in it, uh, you're going to make it happen, whatever you got to do. And that's a, a really good point, Randy. Like as a 30 year old with a $400 rent and your, and your mother co-signs, I was 30 Doesn't make your dating life any good. <laughs> and, and you think about compare it and you compare your life, right? I'm, you guys are all young. You know, you know, people probably, are, you know, they could laugh at you that, oh, you're starting a podcast. Oh, that's stupid. You'll never do this. Oh, you're making videos on YouTube. That's stupid. Oh, you're, you're, you, you're not married yet. You know, and like I had, I was traveling around the world at, you know, at 30 and all of my friends were married and had kids and had a big house. And they were all sat in their jobs and they'd all say to me, what are you doing with your life? You know, and you have to be able to take that criticism. This goes back to you believing in what you're doing because, you know, Randy believed in what he was doing. So you could live with that. Me, I sucked up all that criticism by my friends back home because I think Randy and I come from similar places where it's, it's a set, uh, a set life that you mentality. Have. Yeah, and you do this. I wanted to tell mine, what are you doing with yours? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and see. So Once you school. have a kid, your life becomes about them. Yeah, and you go to school, you get a job, you get the house, you get a better job, you get the wife, you get a, a kid, you get a better job, you get the second kid. This is all planned out for us, right? Here yeah. In the state, in small towns. So if you really believe that, if you believe in what you're doing, break that mold. And don't listen to what anybody says except your own heart. And then once you're actually up and going, everybody's asking you how you're doing and they're following. <laughs> yeah. 
but then there's no reason to follow them because all exactly. they're doing is posting child pics. <laughs> if I wanted to see a child, I would friend them on Facebook. True. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, this has been one of our longest episodes, but this has been truly motivational. I mean, we, we are really fortunate to have to have someone like you to give us such valuable advice to continue our podcast and stuff like that, you know, because, you know, we started this podcast for two reasons because uh, we're, we're, we will be applying for college soon. So we like, yes, we needed to do something to uh, like, you know, make our college application look better. But once we did the first episode, we just fell in love with it. It's like, yes, this is going to be one of our side activities along with studying uh, we're going to, because we all have our own passions of like, you know, Adil wants to be an engineer, Fadil wants to be a businessman, Sean wants to be an architect, I want to be an accountant. We all have our aims in life. And, uh, and part, uh, uh, along with that, we have good determined that wherever we go, wherever we go, whatever part of the world we are, we are going to be doing this podcast. We're going to be bringing successful people. We are going to be bringing great people and motivating our viewers to it because that's, uh, that's something that we want to do good for the world. That's and, awesome. Uh, and uh, Randy Segrera, thank you very, very much for your time. And, you know, it started out as a very energetic podcast, but then, you know, I really like how we transitioned <laughs> to a very educational theme. And I just really enjoyed talking to you. I'm sure the other guys did as well. So we got to know a lot. Awesome. A lot, truly. Are you a garbage awesome. plate fan, Gareth? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Absolutely. I, I do. To, I do enjoy them as well. You've been up. You've been up to Rochester. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Buffalo, is Rochester, there, Syracuse, Schenectady. Is there, is there a challenge? Uh, well, um, there's not exactly garbage plate because it's trademarked. But I, I've done a messy plate uh, at a at a place I forgot the name. Yeah, yeah. They all just change it up a little bit. But also, yeah, yeah. I did a garbage plate. Uh, a guy from Rochester started a restaurant in North Carolina. So I was able to yeah. do a challenge there. So, and then yeah. I've, I've done an Irish themed garbage plate too. But yeah, they're delicious. Oh, they're so good. Listen, what, what, what's the next one in Bangladesh? What's a food challenge in Bangladesh that you could do? Actually, that's what I, I was going to bring that up because I've done food challenges <laughs> in Mumbai, India. And India, I, I can't wait to go back just because um, it's just crazy. India, uh, have you been to India at all, Gareth? That was it's uh, nuts. It's yeah, nuts. Yeah. I would never take my mom there. She would never even leave the airport. Uh, the driving <laughs> and everything is just crazy. But we've got a lot of people watching in Bangladesh, so I would love to get there. I just need to find out about yeah. a few more food challenges. And then uh, I'm hoping to get back there or get to there uh, during my 2021 travels. And we would yeah, love sure. to have you. We'd love to have you here. Just uh, no. Reach out to us. We'll help you with the trip. And stuff. We'll okay. Find That'd be cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Thanks yeah. for that lead in there, Gareth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, Gareth, you never know. You know, you know. since you've already been acquainted with Randy, it's probably time to take up your next food challenge, you know. Uh, <laughs> what was that? I was thinking about it. You know, we got we to gotta collab on something. I gotta, there I gotta are some good challenge. ones in San Diego. I gotta see how it's done. I'm sure there's some there's some ten foot burritos or something we can get into. <laughs> Shakespeare is an English pub that has a good fish and chips challenge. Okay. And then there's a couple in the gaslight area. There's a gas lamp. We can go down to Tijuana too. I'm sure that we can do anything down there. Yeah. 
That's what I do. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, we would uh, we would watch it and then at the same time post stories on Instagram. You know, like yep. yes, we have we had this. Well, if it's in Tijuana, we probably can't post it to YouTube. <laughs> all right all right guys it has been very very fun and uh once again thank you you both for dedicating some time to talk to us to give us some valuable valuable advice to talk to to get you know like i'm pretty sure our viewers found this very very interesting and Fardin, would you like to do the signing off? I'll, I'll probably get my, you know, excitement back on. I don't want to ruin this very motivational mood. <laughs> Guys, one, once again, a quick reminder. Um, if you like this video, smash the like button and subscribe to our channel for social uh, show some love and support. Randy, Garrett, do you guys think we should subscribe, that people should subscribe and comment? Um, uh, guys, go subscribe. They're doing great things. Yes. Yeah, thank no, you, good thank luck you. to you guys. Thank and yeah, you so thank you to everybody that's tuned in for this episode. Thank yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you okay, so much so. to you as well. All right, guys. Talk soon. All right. All hey, right. good luck with everything, right, Garrett. Okay. Follow yeah. along. Yeah, you too. Hey, yeah. yeah, good luck once we can all travel again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We look forward to meeting you both in Bangladesh. Bangladesh okay, yes. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, we'll stay yeah. in touch. Hopefully, yeah. 2021. Yes, yes, we'll yeah, sure, 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 sure. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you, so, guys. Thank Have a good one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.